0: Amen. Book of Daniel, if you would. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this day, Lord. Lord, I thank you for this book. Father, I thank you for the way it's changed my life. And Father, I pray for each and every person here today, Lord, that this book would just... Lord, that your spirit would just touch our hearts. Lord, that we just come boldly to you. Lord, have confidence in you. Lord, that you just help us. Father, we just beg and plead, Lord, for... Lord, your presence today, Lord, touch our hearts in the only way you can. And I pray for everybody here today in Jesus' name, amen. Daniel chapter 5, it's a, I don't know when the last time you read it, so I'm just going to read the whole thing. I got a blessing out of it just reading the whole thing. I've never been one of those preachers that just opens up, reads one verse and has, you know, an hour long sermon out of it. You know what I mean? That's never been me. There's plenty of really great preachers that can do that and I'm not one of them. So, uh, amen. To, I love this book though. Let's, let's read it. Daniel chapter five. And in verse number one says, Belshazzar, the king made a great feast to a thousand of his lords and drank wine before the thousand. And Belshazzar, whilst he tasted the wine, commanded to bring the golden and the silver vessels, which his father Nebuchadnezzar had taken out of the temple, which was in Jerusalem, that the king and his princes and his wives and his concubines might drink therein. Then they brought the golden vessels that were taken out of the temple of the house of God, which is at Jerusalem. And the king and his princes and his wives and his concubines drank in them. They drank wine and praised the gods of gold and of silver and of brass and of iron and wood and of stone. And in the same hour came forth fingers of a man's hand and wrote over against the candlestick upon a plaster of the wall of the king's palace. And the king saw the part of the hand that wrote. I mean, this is the stuff like horror movies are made out of. You know what I mean? You're like, ah. You know what I mean? And this is Bible. I mean, this guy, buddy, you messed up. You know what I mean? And the weird thing is, it's not even an evil thing. This is the Lord. And He's fixing just... I mean, the next verse is even funnier. It says, Then the king's countenance was changed, and his thoughts troubled him, so that the joints of his loins were loosed, and his knees smote one against another. I mean, mean, he's just He's scared. I mean, you're all having this big old party going on and you look over at the wall and it's just like, whoa, whoa, what's going on? You know what I mean? And it it happens. I mean, it's scary. I'd be scared. (laughs) I wouldn't think that was the Lord. (laughs) You know, I I really wouldn't have. I'd be like, I saw this in a movie one time when I was a kid. You know, there's like some poltergeist stuff, spiritual stuff, nonetheless. Verse number seven, then the king cried aloud to bring in the astrologers, the Chaldeans and the soothsayers. And and the king spake and said to the wise men of Babylon, whosoever shall read this writing and show me the interpretation thereof shall be clothed with scarlet and have a chain of gold about his neck and shall be the third ruler in the kingdom. Then came in all the king's wise men, but they could not read the writing nor make known to the king the interpretation thereof. Then was the king Belshazzar greatly troubled, and his countenance was changed in him, and his lords were astonished. Now the queen, by reason of the words of the king and his lords, came into the banquet house, and the queen spake and said, O king, live forever. Let not thy thoughts trouble thee, nor let thy countenance be changed. There is a man in thy kingdom in whom is the right. There is a man in thy kingdom in whom is the spirit of the holy gods. And in the days of thy father, light and understanding and wisdom, like the wisdom of gods was found in him, whom the king Nebuchadnezzar, thy father, the the king, I say, thy father made master of the magicians, astrologers, the Chaldeans, and the soothsayers. For as much as an excellent spirit and knowledge and understanding, interpreting of dreams and showing of hard sentences and dissolving of doubts. Well, you know what? I've I've read this time. I couldn't tell you how many times I've read this passage, but you know what stood out to me last time? And I'm not preaching on this, but you know what? That dissolving of doubts. Amen. You ever read your book and I mean the dissolving of doubts just go away? Amen. I mean it will. A lot. And they understood this. We should understand it. I'm not preaching on it, but man, I tell you what that, that jumped out at. Maybe sometime I'll preach on that, but you know what? You ever get no dissolving of doubts, you know, you gotta lean on the Lord. And this book. We're found in that same Daniel whom the king named Belshazzar, and now let Daniel be called, and he will show the interpretation. Then was Daniel brought in before the king, and the king spake and said unto Daniel, Art thou that Daniel, which art of the children of the captivity of Judah, whom the king my father brought out of Jewry? I have heard of thee that the spirit of God is in thee, that the light and understanding and excellent wisdom is found in thee. And now the wise men, the astrologers, have brought have been brought in before me, and that they should read this writing, and make known unto me the interpretation thereof. But they could not show him the interpretation of, of the thing. And I heard of thee that thou canst make interpretations, and look at this, and dissolve doubts. Now if thou canst read the writing and make known to me the interpretation thereof, thou shalt be clothed with scarlet, and have a chain of gold about thy neck, and thou shalt be the third ruler in thy kingdom. Then then Daniel answered and said, You know what, buddy? (laughs) I'm already the second ruler in this kingdom. Why do I want to be the third? No, he didn't say that. (laughs) But he was. (laughs) He was. I mean, if you read, he was already made, verse chapter number two, verse 48, then the king made Daniel a great man and gave him many great gifts and made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon and chief of the governors over all the wise men of Babylon. So theoretically, Hey, what you know? What, buddy? You do? You interpret this for me? He says, "I'll, uh, I'll demote you." <laughs> but you know what? Daniel didn't answer that like that. I'm not preaching on that either, but it's good to make that known. Then Daniel answered and said, "Before the king, let thy gifts be to thyself, and give thy rewards to another. Yet I will read the writing unto the king, and make known unto him the interpretation." O thou king, the most high God. Gave Nebuchadnezzar thy father a kingdom and majesty and glory and honor. And for the majesty that he gave him, all people and nations and languages trembled and feared before him, whom he would slew and whom he would he kept alive and whom he would he set up and whom he would he put down. But when his heart was lifted up, when his mind hardened in pride, he was deposed from his kingly throne and they took his glory from him. And he was driven from the sons of men; his heart was made like the beasts, and his dwelling was with the wild asses, and they fed him with the grass like oxen. And his body was wet with the dew of heaven till he knew that the Most High God ruled in the kingdom of heaven, kingdom of men. And then he appointeth over it whomsoever he will. And now, his son, O Belshazzar, has not humbled thine heart; thou knowest all this, but hast lifted up thyself against the Lord of heaven. And they have brought the vessels out of the house before thee, and now and thy lords, thy wives, and thy concubines have drunk wine in them, and thou hast praised the gods of silver and of gold and brass and iron and wood and stone, which see not, nor hear not, nor know. And the God in whose hand thy breath is, and whose all our ways hast thou not glorified. Then was the part of the hand sent before him, and the writing was written, and this writing was, "Mean, mean, te- Tecla Parson. This is the interpretation of this mean. God hath numbered thy kingdom and finished it. Tekel, thou art weighed in the balances and and art found wanting in Paris. Thy kingdom is divided and given to the Medes and the Persians. Then commanded Belshazzar they clothed Daniel with scarlet and put a chain of gold about his neck and made a proclamation concerning him that he should be the third ruler in the kingdom. And that night was Belshazzar the king of the Chaldeans, slain. And Darius the Median took the kingdom being about three score and two years old. I mean, that's quite the story. Yeah. I mean, that's something. Like I said, I think some of the stuff that the movies just Hollywood grabs that and pulls it and throws it in the movie, you know, without a shadow of a doubt. I've heard it said that every plot that's even written in every single movie is pulled out of this book. I don't know of a movie I could argue against it, nor have I tried to test that whole theory out, but. <laughs> For sake of time, I'd like to just kind of focus in on this, on this last little verse right here, or not last verse, but uh, verse number 18 through 21. It says, verse 21, it says, Then he was driven from the sons of men, and his heart was made like the beasts and his dwelling with the wild asses. It says, They fed him with grass like oxen, and this, this, this part right here, and his body was wet with the dew of heaven till he knew that the Most High God ruled the kingdom of men. I'd like to just preach on this thought that uh you know some things you need to let soak in. Some things you need to let soak in. The book says that his his body was wet with the dew of heaven. You know what? There's there's some things in life you just need to let soak in. You know Nebuchadnezzar just just didn't get it. You know I I, I think of this and how Nebuchadnezzar was. It says it says the fe- his hair grew out like feathers like an eagle. I mean, did you ever think about that? Just like, what did what did he look like? Well, I mean, I'm not a hairy person. You know what I mean? I mean, was it just his head? He grew out and he had like this big Indian chief look on his head, or was he somebody like Esau, yeah. <laughs> We're just walking around and <laughs> feathers were everywhere? You know what I mean? I mean honestly, I mean, but I, I never. I and you know, you read these through and you catch something. I mean, he had claws like a bird. Claws like a bird. And it says this in, in verse number 21 in his dwelling was with the wild asses, and it says, and they fed him. They fed him with grass. That's not God. That's the people. I mean, so he was like, Oh, here comes old Neb. You know, walking towards the people. And you're looking at this guy. Just however he looked, just this was our king. This was the ruler of, I mean, the ruler over everything. And look at him now. Feathers growing out, his hair, claws growing out. <laughs> He's coming into the stanchions with his head down. Just <laughs> You're like, what in the world? <laughs> For seven years. Kids throwing rocks at him. I don't know. You know what I mean? What are you doing today? I'm gonna go down and check out Nebuchadnezzar, man. You've seen that guy? Man, check this out. Man. This guy, this is weird. You know? Five cents, come see the ex-king, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, it's a circus show. I don't know, you know? It's you're never gonna see it again, I'll tell you that. He's one of a kind. Yeah. Crazy. And what a sight. But you know what? God's in control. God's in control. He need to learn. He need to let that soak in. He says, "And his wet was bought, and his body was wet with the dew of heaven, till he knew that the Most High God ruled." You know what? God's in control. You know what? He did learn that. Look at chapter four and verse, verse number thirty-four. It says that chapter number four and verse thirty-four. This was after he got changed into that. He says, at the end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted up my eyes unto heaven, and mine understanding returned unto me, and I blessed the Most High. And I praised and honored Him that liveth forever, whose dominion is an everlasting dominion, and His kingdom is from generation to generation. Verse number 35, I'm going to say He learned it. And all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing, and He doth according to His will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. And none can stay his hand or can say unto him, what doest thou? And at the same time, my reason returned unto me and for the glory of my kingdom, mine honor and my brightness returned unto me and my counselors and my Lord sought me. And I was established in my kingdom and my an excellent majesty was added unto me. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the king of heaven, all whose works are truth and his ways are judgment and those that walk in pride he is able to abase. Boy, that's learning. Hey, learn it. You know what? God's in control. You know what? God's in control. You know, he's probably one of the greatest kings ever. People get lifted up though. Look at chapter number 4 and verse number 11. This is that dream. Y'all, y'all know the dream. It says that the tree grew. Verse, chapter number 4, the tree grew and was strong and the height thereof reached unto heaven and the sight thereof to the end of all the earth. I mean, this tree's about Nebuchadnezzar. The ends of the earth knew about this guy. One end to the other. And all the way up to heaven... And, and guaranteed, if he went all the way up to heaven, all the way down to hell, they knew him too. Hell knew who he was. Jesus, what does he say? Jesus, the demons. Jesus and Paul I know, but who are you? They knew who Nebuchadnezzar was. <clears throat> verse number 21. and he tell, Daniel's telling him, verse number 20, The tree that thou sawest, which grew and was strong, whose height reached unto heaven, and reached unto heaven and the sight thereof to all the earth, whose leaves were fair and the fruit thereof much, and in it was meat for all, under which the beasts of the field dwelt, and upon whose branches the fowls of the heaven had their their habitation. It is thou, O king, that art grown and become strong, and for thy greatness is grown and reached unto heaven and thy dominion to the end of the earth. I mean, that's a big guy. That's a powerful guy. And he lets him know in this dream. He says, "You know what? It's you. You're the you're the tree in this dream, and you're fixing to get cut down." I mean, what a scary thought in this dream. Daniel's counsels in verse number 23. And his, whereas the king saw a watcher and an holy one coming down from heaven and saying, "Hew thee down and destroy it, yet leave the stump of the roots thereof in the earth." even with the band of iron and brass and the tender grass of the field, and let it be wet with the dew of heaven, and let his portion be with the beasts of the field till seven times pass over him. This is the interpretation, O king, and this is the degree of the Most High, which is come upon my Lord the king. And they shall drive thee from men, and thy dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field, and they shall make thee to eat grass as an oxen, and they shall wet thee with the dew of heaven until seven times pass over thee, till thou know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men. And give it to whomsoever he will. And here it is. And he he doesn't let it soak in. You know what he did? He just shook it off, O Nebuchadnezzar. He just shakes it off. And where is thy command to leave the stump, the tree roots, thy kingdom shall be sure unto thee? After that thou shalt have known that thou heavens do rule. Wherefore, O king, let my counsel be acceptable unto thee, and break off my sins. Break off thy sins by righteousness. And thine iniquities by showing mercy to the poor and if it be a lengthening of thy tranquility. He says, look, man, you get right. All you gotta do is get right. And at this time, King Nebuchadnezzar, at the end of the 12 months, he walked in the palace of the kingdom of Babylon and the king spake and he said, is this not the great Babylon that I have built for the house of the kingdom of the kingdom by the might of my power and for the honor of my majesty? You know what I'm in, I'm in control. Look at what I did. Look at what I did. and verse number thirty word, while thirty one while the word was in the king's mouth, there fell a voice from heaven saying, "O King Nebuchadnezzar to thee is spoken, the kingdom is departed from thee." I mean man, I remember I remember without it. you just know right then. I remember one time and I've told this story before when we we was hunting. I was someplace I shouldn't have been, and I came up with a plan. And doing something I wasn't supposed to do. And I said, and I literally, we're going to go over on this spot. We're going to hunt where I'm not supposed to. I don't have permission. And it's I don't have permission to be on this property. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go harvest a deer over here and drag it back over on my property. Great plan, Mike. I know, That's what I was desperate. You know what I mean? You want to make your kids happy. And I looked over at my son and I go, okay, this is what we're going to. And I, it was just like that. And as the words were coming out of his mouth... I go, okay, here's what we're gonna, what in the world is that? And here comes this falcon. I mean, this far off the ground, all the way down this trail, just shooting right at me. And it comes over and starts attacking my beanie. I mean, I got a gun in my hand and it's attacking my head, and then it goes up and lands in a tree. (laughs) And I look over at Tabor, and Tabor's like, I go, what in the world? And I knew, you just know. I go, Never mind. Let's go. (laughs) You know why the words were coming out of his mouth. You know what? God's in control. And I learned that and I had to learn it the hard way, but I had to learn. Look, Lord, you're not going to rob me from giving your kid a blessing. By the way, that later on, they, God put that deer right in our yard. The biggest one we still shot to this day. God's in control. God can make this thing happen. I got to trust God for that. Don't tell you, you know what we need to do? What in the world? I mean, I got a gun. Go. I'm like, should I just blow that bird? I mean, I've never even seen another one since I've lived there. <laughs> and I've lived there a long time. And pff, while the words were coming out of my mouth, you know what? God's in control. You know what? Neb got humbled. Verse number 5 and twenty five twenty two. he says, you know what? He's telling Belshazzar. He says, "And this, and thou, his son, O Belshazzar, hast not humbled thine heart. Thou knowest all this. You know what? You knew all this. But thou hast lifted up thyself against the Lord of Heaven. You know what? That's not. That's not going to be a war. You're going to win when you start raging against waging against God. You know God's going to win every time." You know what he's in control, you know stuff just doesn't happen that God doesn't know about, although we think about it like that sometimes, you know, did you not know this was going to happen? Did you not know that Joe Biden was going to win? I was like, yeah, I know. you know what I mean, it did not occur that occur to God that that was not going to happen. God's in control. You know, even with your health. You say, "What's going to happen with Pastor?" I don't know. I mean we've been praying about it. I mean, I prayed before. I thought he was going to be back months ago. Months. I was like, no, nope. not yet." Still got to trust him. God's still in control. God still knows what He's doing. I don't know what I'm doing. But God still knows. People get cancer. We've had people in this church get cancer. You know what? God's still in control. Christ is still in control. Prayer still works. Amen. Prayer still works. Daniel chapter 3 and verse number 16. I like how their confidence here. We're not going to read this whole story, but it says, you guys know the story. It says Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and they're not going to. They refuse to worship the idol. They refuse to bow down before this image. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said, O King Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. I think that almost proves that they were Baptists. (laughs) Maybe, I don't know. If it be so, our God in whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning and fiery furnace and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy God nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. You know what? They're confident and they're trusting in the Lord. You know what? They know he's in control. You know what? Sometimes I need to be reminded of that. And I've been there. I was just there all this week, you know. I was talking to vet and Brittany, you know. You get up and you preach on confidence and the Lord goes, oh yeah, we're going to see how confident you are this week. <laughs> Come on, you you to prove preaching now, huh? Are you, am I still in control? Do I still have your confidence? And we was at work, we was at work and I mean, I got a guy who's he's addicted to drugs and uh, I'd say he calls in, but he doesn't call in. He just doesn't show up. So Wednesday he didn't show up. Well, then you know you get frustrated, and you know now I'm back behind a day, which turned into two days. And then he showed up Thursday, and we finished the job I was supposed to get done Wednesday. And Thursday I get this old big job, you know, all loaded up in all my truck, and we got to go put together this wall. And no call, no show. But you know what happened on the Thursday before that? My other buddy Tony, that another Christian guy, calls me up. and Says, "Hey, I'm not working Friday. Hey, you got a spot for me?" I says, "Yeah, I got a spot for you. I got a spot." But now I thought I could get more done because now I'll have him. But I couldn't do that. But you know what? I was able to get that job done. God's still in control, and I shouldn't. I shouldn't have been all frustrated and ah, you know, why? Why am I so frustrated about this thing? Why am I so bent up about this thing? My wife's like, "Yeah, you yeah, know, I was." <laughs> It's frustrating when you own your own business and you got to rely, you know what I mean? But the Lord's like, "You know what? I'm, I just helped you out. You got this job done. You made good money. What's wrong? Cheer up. I'm still in control. I got this. I've been helping you out." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm sorry, Lord. You know. Where's your confidence? God's still in control." I need reminded of that. What's going to happen with Pat? I don't know. God's in control. Who's preaching next Sunday? I don't know. God's in control. <laughs> you know? Amen. Proverbs three five six. 5, 6. Those are the first verses I ever learned. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct thy paths. Be not wise and I know eyes fear the Lord and depart from evil, you know some things just don't make sense. they don't, but you still got to trust them in it. I mean turn over there. I'll try'll fish for a laugh on this one. I've been kind of turn hold your place there, Daniel, turn over there to Matthew chapter seventeen. I got kind of a giggle out of this. you know God's still in control. I've been kind of studying leadership out. Just following after the Lord. I didn't have a message on that tonight. I apologize. Maybe next time I will. But just kind of studying out how the disciples and they followed after the Lord, and each individual one. I haven't got through all those, and just how Jesus taught them, and now that when they followed after Him. But I, like I said, I haven't put a message yet on that. But but this part's actually pretty funny. How how the Lord dealt with Peter, and uh Peter, as we all know, he was a fisherman, right? Follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. At the end of that thing, I mean, he, he goes from, you know, they fill the boats, the boats are sinking. He's a fisherman. At the end of that thing, they get the, the the net out there, and they, Lovest thou me more than these things? And then this part, this is this is funny. This is really funny to me. I don't know why. Matthew chapter seventeen and verse. I mean, you're laughing at Peter's expense, and the Lord laughs at mine. So hey, praise the Lord. <laughs> so Matthew chapter seventeen and verse number twenty four. And it says, and when they were come to Capernaum, they that received, they that received tribute money came to Peter and says, does not your master pay tribute? And he saith, yes. And when he was coming to the house, Jesus prevented him saying, you know what I mean? So, so Jesus heard him. And then Peter's coming in and Jesus says, whoa, hold on now. He prevented him. He ain't coming in. And he's going to question him here. And this is, this is funny. He says, what thinkest thou, Simon? Of whom do the kings of the earth take custom or tribute? Of their own children or of strangers? Peter saith unto him, Of strangers. Jesus saith unto them, Then are the children free? And then Jesus says, Notwithstanding, lest we should offend them, Go thou to the sea, and cast an hook, and take up the fish that that first cometh up. And when thou hast opened his mouth, thou shalt find a piece of money, and take it and give it unto them for me and thee. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, just I mean, you're telling a fisherman. <laughs> you know what? All right, that's fine. That one was standing. Why don't you go out there? And he says, I want you to go down to the sea and I want you to take a hook. Don't bait the hook. I don't and I'm not he didn't say that, but take a hook. So I I always wondered if he did he put bait on it and catch nothing. It wasn't until he just put the blank hook in there. You know what I mean? And you're telling a fisherman this that doesn't make any sense. Does that make any sense, Doyle? No. <laughs> so, Doyle catches more fish. We know. It doesn't make any sense. But you know what? God's still in control of little fish swallowing money. He controls everything. And as stupid as that sounded, <laughs> to Peter, he, I want me to do what? I was just wondering what kind of money. I bet it was a really valuable one. He'd come back in and just like, just fish smelling like submission. Ding! Dropped it in a plate, man. That was weird. (laughs) You know what I mean? Just, I don't know. I read that and it just man, God's got a sense of humor. You know, that's just. Did he just have fishing line in his pocket? I mean, you know, did he have to go somewhere and borrow a pole? I mean, we'll just move along. (laughs) You know, it's funny. But God's in control of that fish. God's in control of these things. Colossians 3.1 says, If ye then be risen with Christ, seek ye those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. You know what? He's still in control. You know what? We need to let that soak in. <clears throat> you know what? Things you also need to soak in or God's in control. And you know what? God likes the credit. Turn back over to Matthew chapter 5 or Daniel chapter 5. Daniel chapter five and it says in verse number twenty three <clears throat> It says but but hast lifted up thyself and the Lord of heaven and they and they have brought the vessels of his house before thee, and now thy lords they, and thy concubines have drunk wine in, and thou hast praised the gods of silver and of gold and of brass and of iron and wood and of stone which see not nor hear not nor know. You know what, he said, he said before, he says, you know what, your daddy knew all these things. Right. And he says, you know what, you knew them. You knew what happened to your daddy, how he spent seven years in that wilderness, eating feathers like a, like a wild animal, had the heart of a beast, his hairs grew out like feathers. He says, you knew there was only one high most God, and you're gonna drink all this stuff, and you're gonna praise the gods of silver, and of gold, and of brass? I mean, it almost sounds like Aaron. Behold, the gods that brought you out of Egypt. But you look at the end of the verse. It says, "In the God whose hand thy breath is in, <clears throat> and whose are all thy ways, hast thou not glorified You know what? God holds all our breath. Genesis 2, 7 says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and hath breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. You know what? God's in control of all breath. Everyone's breath. It's a miracle we wake up in the morning. How do we not just, not just keep breathing through the night? we're not going to wake up in the morning and say, Lord, thank You for the breath that I have. I mean, I think of just being saved. Amen. Being saved in a born-again child of God. God breathed on them and said, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. I mean, you're, everybody in here saved. you got that Holy Ghost dwelling in you. You've got the breath of God dwelling in you. Twice over. And that's a good thing and i think about that calf we talked about that calf man might need to preach on prayer i don't know but i tell you what i mean i made i said pray for my cow it sounds so stupid but it does not i don't know why i don't know why i think that's stupid pray for my cow because when i seen my calf it was lifeless on a on a table breath is like i mean drooling out of its mouth milk in the electrolytes, blood coming out of its navel. Dead. I had no hope. And I put it on that Slack app. And you know what? That thing's running around like a jackrabbit now. You ain't gonna catch it. Before it was easy to catch, you just throw it down. I mean it's dead. You know, put all these shots in it. Insulin, gave it the electrolytes. But you know, if I wasn't careful. Just talking about God's in control. God likes the credit. You know what? If I was was it, say, you know what? If it wasn't for that insulin I gave it, it'd be, it would have died. Wasn't for all the shots that we gave it. Wasn't for all that that we did for it. It'd be dead. Or it, you know, that's what brought it back to life. And I'm here to tell you, if it wasn't for the people, the few people who ever prayed for that thing, it'd be dead. That's what I believe. Sorry. That's what I believe, with all my heart. I I was talking to her dad's like, "Well, it's a good thing you, you gave him all that medicine." And I didn't cut in on him breath, and I said, "Well, I'm, I says, I believe that it was the people in our church praying and this Kelly girl that lives next door that, he, that lives over next door he rents this place to. she goes, "I prayed all day Saturday for it that it'd live." And I says, "That's why it's alive. <laughs> Thank you." So when we butcher it, I'll give her some steak. <laughs> That's a horrible joke. I'm sorry. Horrible joke. But we don't live on a big cattle farm. You know what I mean? And I've told the story before, but you know what? That thing's alive and doing well. You know what? It's still got its breath running around. You know, and I give God all the credit for that, it wasn't because some antibiotics. I'm sure they helped. You know, I'm not just gonna let it die, do my best to keep it alive. They fed Nebuchadnezzar with some grass. There you go, buddy! (laughs) But, you do what you can, trying to help it out. But God gets all the credit. God gets all the glory. See, Daniel did the same thing. Look at Daniel chapter (laughs) 2. Daniel chapter 2 cracks me. I mean, it's just, it's just crazy. Nebuchadnezzar has this dream. You guys know the know the story. He has this dream about the uh, the image, and the stone comes down and busts it. And Nebuchadnezzar's proclamation says, "Look, I had this dream. I can't tell you the dream, and you have to tell me what the dream is. And you have I can't tell you what it is. And if I tell you, I have to kill you. And then he gets fed up with everybody because they can't tell the interpretation. So he gets he gets upset and he says, "I'm going to kill y'all because you can't tell me the interpretation of the dream." And you have to guess it. I mean, man, that's pretty tough. I mean, that's that's ESP on the next level. You know, what I mean and Daniel, Daniel prays, and Daniel goes in there. And uh it says, Then there was the secret revealed Daniel, verse two nineteen was the secret revealed unto Daniel in the night vision when Daniel blessed the God of heaven, and Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. And he changeth the times and the seasons. He removeth kings and setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom. Verse 22, he revealeth the deep and secret things. He knoweth what is the darkness and the light that dwelleth in them. He thanks the Lord in verse number 23. And then the king asked him in verse number 26. He says, uh, he says, then the king answered and said, Daniel art, whose name is Belshazzar, art thou able to make known unto me the dream which I have seen and the interpretation thereof? He says, are you able to? And verse number 27 answered in the presence of the king and said, the secret which thou the king hath demanded cannot the wise men, the astrologers, the magicians, the soothsayers show unto the king. But there is a God in heaven. You know what? There's somebody who can. You know what? He's willing to give all that credit over. He says, you know what? It ain't me, buddy. It ain't me, although I'm going to tell you about it. But there's there's a God in heaven. That revealeth secrets and maketh known to the king Nebuchadnezzar what shall be in the latter days thy dream and the visions of thy head upon thy bed are these. You know, and in verse number 46, it says that Nebuchadnezzar worshipped him. You know what? He still didn't let it sit. He didn't still didn't, didn't, didn't soak in yet. Still didn't quite soak in. Then King Nebuchadnezzar fell upon his face and worshipped Daniel and commanded that they should offer an oblation and sweet odors unto him. And we're still learning. Know God's in control. God likes the credit. Daniel chapter three and verse twenty-eight. The same thing. He he was still Nebuchadnezzar still learning says, Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him and have changed the king's word and yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any God except their own God. This is when they were going into the fiery furnace. And he's learning a little bit more. He's learning about this God that's in control. Learning about the one he needs to give credit to. And he gives him some credit. And he says... Verse 29, Therefore I make a decree that every people and nation and language which speaketh anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces, and their houses shall be made a dunghill. I've often thought, man, if that decree was still open today. What a day. We'll move them right along. <laughs> what a day that would be. Because there is no other God that can deliver after this sort. You know what? And he still didn't let it soak in later on. He still just didn't let it soak in that, you know what? I got to give God the credit. That what God's still in control. You know what? It ain't all about me. It ain't all about me, me, me. As we think it is. I like how Roman, Romans, the last verse in Romans sixteen twenty seven says, the God only wise be glory through Jesus Christ forever. Amen. Amen. God's worthy all the, the praise and all the glory. I got Psalms 103 written down. Maybe you can just read that for when you go home. We're not going to turn there for sake of time. But God is in control. God likes the credit. You know what else he likes? He likes consecration. Turn to Jan- Daniel chapter five again, verse number 23. And it says, But, but hast lifted up thyself against the Lord of heaven, and they get brought the vessels of the house before thee, and now thy lords and thy wives and thy concubines have drunk wine in them. You know what? God cares what you put in your vessel. That's what consecration is. Just being set apart. God cares what you do with your vessel. He does. You know, here they are, they're having a party. They poured these wine into some things that that were the Lord's. They're giving praises to all these other false gods. And the Bible says, Be not drunk with wine, but be filled with the what? Spirit. Daniel chapter 1 and verse 2, quickly. It says, In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, came Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, unto Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand, which the part of the vessels of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shinar to the house of his God, and he brought the vessels into the treasure house of his God. You know what? Before all this thing happened, God, before he started talking about Daniel, you know what? These vessels were brought up. God keeps track of his vessels. God keeps track of you. God keeps, God's got a book, and he's got everything written down in it. You can read through these and I mean these vessels are written all through there, mentioned multiple times in scriptures. Turn over there to first Thessalonians chapter four. Hold your place there in Daniel. Wrap this thing up. First Thessalonians chapter 4 and in verse number 1, it says, Furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren, and extort, exhort you by the Lord Jesus, as ye have received us of how ye ought to walk and to please God, so ye would abound more and more. For ye know what commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus, for this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that ye should abstain from fornication, that every one of you should know how to possess his what? Vessel. And sanctification and honor. Turn over there to Second Timothy chapter two. Second Timothy chapter two and in verse number nineteen. It says Nevertheless the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his, and let every one that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but of also of wood and earth and some to honor and some to dishonor. I mean, I've said it before and your pastors even said it before. You know, you're, you're, you're not going to drink water out of your toilet. That's a vessel of dishonor. We're not to be toilets. Amen. For anything. We're not. God doesn't esteem us as waste. We are bought with a price. Therefore, we ought to glorify God in our body and what we put into our body. But in a great house of silver and of earth, some to honor and some to dishonor. If any man purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use and prepared unto every good work. Flee also youthful lust, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. You know what? Turn back over there to Daniel. We'll wrap this up. There's always going to be an attack on you. Especially your consecration. Especially your sanctification. And then the rest of it just lines it out right here in Daniel chapter 1. He talks about the vessels. Verse number 3, chapter 1, verse of Daniel and the king spake unto Ashpenaz, as the master of his eunuchs, that he should bring certain of the children of Israel and of the king's seed and of the princes. You know who that king's seed is? That's you guys. That's us. You children, are the children of the king. I'm a child of the king. Your daughters of the king. Sons of the king. Behold that we should be called the sons of God. Verse number 4 children whom was no blemish but well-favored and skillful in all wisdom and cunning in knowledge and understanding science, and as such as had the ability to stand in the king's palace and whom they might teach the learning and the tongue of the Chaldeans. You know what? That world's always going to tell you there's something good out there for you. Every single time. You know what? This will be good for you. You know, this Bible, he's talking about science this morning. You know, this. all the other versions took out that word. And why is that? Because science and the Bible do go together. Not in this day and age they'll say that, but you know what? Back then they did. You can use this book to prove science. Verse number 5, And the king appointed them a daily provision of the king's meat and of the wine which he drank, so nourishing them three years, that at the end thereof they might stand before the king. You know what? They'll tell you it's good for you no matter what it is. But you know what Daniel did? He purposed in his heart. Some of y'all have heard this from you when you were little kids. Some of you, when you got older, you finally heard it. But you know what uh, entailing, a lot of that purposing in your heart and purposing not to defile yourself and purposing to stay sanctified and purposing to stay um, (laughs) consecrated You're going to have to get soaked in that. You're going to have to saturate yourself in this word. You're going to have to be willing just to take a stand and say, you know what? I'm not going to do that. Amongst the whole world that's all around us. You know what? I'm not going to take part in the meat. I'm not going to take part in the wine. I'm not going to take part in that pleasure and enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. You know what? I'm just going to, Stay set apart. You can do that in this day and age. Daniel did. Daniel did. So did Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They did it. They lived amongst it. We live amongst it every single day. And God would will that we would just stay sanctified in this thing. That we would just be set apart. You know, you're going to have to, I like Romans 7, 21. It's just it's that battle. That battle you have with your flesh every single time somebody cuts you off. I see a little short, Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson, anyhow, famous football guy. He said, some guy cut him off and they were talking about road rage. And he says, and I did my absolute best not to give that guy the bird. I said, amen. I'm not going to do that. I'm not gonna cuss him out. I'm not gonna let that affect me. I'm gonna, ha- God's in control of this thing. I didn't crash. I didn't spin out of control. I didn't, I'm still alive. I still got breath. Praise the Lord. I didn't hit the guy. I'm just gonna stay a cleaner vessel. Get that flesh in subjection. I find then a the law that was in me that when I do good, evil is present with me. <laughs> it's the same tree. I like what Jesus says. He says, uh, if any man come after me, first what? Deny himself. You know, some things you're going to have to just to deny yourself. I'm not going to talk to that person that way. I'm not going to go to this place. I'm not going to eat those certain foods. I'm going to fast. I'm not going to watch this certain pro. I'm not going to flip on my phone through all the short videos, preaching to myself here. Instead, I'm going to go read my Bible. I'm going to deny myself. Why? Because I want to stay consecrated unto the Lord. Not laugh at stupid little jokes on the Internet. I want to be encouraged that God's still in control. I want to be to help to somebody else. You know what? They say, man, Mike, how'd you get through that? You know what? Praise the Lord. I want to give him all the credit. You know what? And I just want to go on and live a live a consecrated life follow him like I said it's just a some things I need to let soak in God deserves the credit he's still in control and he likes consecration he likes you just living for him amen Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you for this book. Lord, I thank you for Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Lord, especially just Nebuchadnezzar, Lord, that uh, we can learn from all that. Lord, thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, Lord. Thank you for your Holy Ghost. and Lord, thank you, Lord, just for teaching us in thy word. Thank you for this day, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.